0: Welcome, dear listeners, to a brand new episode of The Partial Historians. I am Dr. D. And I am Dr. Rad. Hello, hello. Welcome to the history of Rome from the founding of the city.
1: Yes, and last time it wasn't exactly a fine moment for that journey.
0: <laughs> it might have been Rome's lowest moment. It was bad it it's, it's right down there. <laughs> it was pretty bad.
1: Yeah, so the Romans, when we last met Dr. G, were uh, skirmishing around with the Aquians and don't seem to really have come to a strong resolution on that front. <laughs> it was a
0: backwards forwards. Yeah. Men were lost on both sides. I mean, like,
1: the city of Rome was safe and all, but kind of kind of yeah like the aquins left but it was kind of with a whole like well okay if you're going to be
0: like that <laughs> yeah it we'll seems like leave, yeah. mostly a stalemate on all sides so lots kinda of skirmishes kinda. lots of pitched battles that don't seem to go either way and basically all of the armies end up just sort of tossing up their hands and going back to wherever they came from well i kind of feel like the aquins were justified like not so long ago they were complaining that
1: you know we don't do pitched battles we do raids and then they kind of did, and they did it really well.
0: <laughs> so maybe I was a bit harsh on them before, you know, mocking them as I did. <laughs> yeah, they've decided to adapt, yeah. and uh, it's all happening. So this means that we're just at the tail end of 464 BCE, and about to head into the year 463 BCE. So you say, Dr. G. So, so I say. So you say. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just me saying that, Broughton agrees with me. All right, all right,
1: I'll go with Broughton on that. <laughs> yeah. So... I don't know if you remember, Dr. G, but amongst the Aquian mishmash that was happening, Livy did leave the previous year that we were talking about with some portents. It seems that scary things were on the way. There was fire in the sky? Yeah, exactly. Mm, Um, So I'm just going to bring that up because I feel like it might have something to do with some stuff that we may or may not be about to talk about. So anyway, just going to say that. All right. So All new right. consuls. Who have you
0: got? Suspense. Yeah. Um, so I have two new consoles. Me surprise, too. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. It's Lucius Abutius. <laughs> Over. No, just stop right there. Sorry. <laughs> Lucius Abutius.
1: <laughs> Indeed.
0: That is his name. I think we've got
1: a new candidate. <laughs> But most awesome name. He comes second to Spurius Furius.
0: <laughs> I do like Ebutius. Okay, sorry. So, Lucius Abutius Helva. Yes, that's who I've got as well. Uh, from patrician stock. Of course. Uh, son of Titus, grandson of Titus. Um, which gives us a sense that uh, this must be the second or third or even fourth son because if he was the first son, his name would also be Titus. Uh, but it's Lucius. No, I love those Roman conventions. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a couple of things that we can learn from that. Yeah. And his co companion for this year is Publius Servilius Priscus. Yes, I have the same people, so that's good. We've got the same consuls. Also a patrician. Yes,
1: now I'm going to launch straight into what I was talking about before, or not talking about before. <laughs> there are Romans in the air. Things are happening. There's a serious plague in both. Rome itself and the surrounding country, and its striking not just humankind, but animal kind.
0: yeah is this happening in yours as well um it certainly is so if you're wondering dear listeners while you've never heard of the famous abutius gens (laughs) this might be why (laughs) Um, it's a pestilence unlike rome has ever seen essentially i mean this has really given it quite a write-up yeah um it seems to have destroyed almost all livestock yeah, uh, and it's, it's really bad. It starts in livestock: um, the studs of mares, herds of cattle, flocks of goats and sheep. So it, it spreads quickly uh, through species, and it brings along
1: with it bad smells. This is what Livy tells me, guys: bad smells. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I did try to do some research into this, being like, do we know what pestilence oh, this as was? as if we're ever going to know. We never uh, know. Well, <laughs> I, I always try to find out, you know. I, and I commend your scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> the closest I got was a history of epidemics. Um, nice. <laughs> um, but it didn't mention this one specifically, which was a shame. Mm. Um, but at some point it transfers to humans, and the herdsmen and husbandmen are the first to go. Mm. And then... It takes everybody, essentially. It doesn't care what class of human you consider yourself to be. It doesn't care whether you're a plebeian. It doesn't care if you're a senator. Uh, it it will... doesn't even care if you're
1: a consul. Dun, dun, dun. That's right. Both of the consuls fall ill and
0: die. Oh, way to get sorry, Oh, Sorry, sorry. Couldn't, couldn't resist. I, couldn't, I <laughs> am coming here with it. but I just couldn't resist. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Build up, build up the suspense again. (laughs) Like the smell, it's spoiled. <laughs> I okay. smell rotting flesh. Oh, sorry, I skipped ahead a bit. There. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's all bad. Yeah. Wait, Dionysius gives us some pretty putrid details. Oh, okay. At first, the dead bodies were carried away, heaped up in carts. Yeah. And at last, the persons of least account were shoved into the river that oh. flows past the city. Oh, come on, guys!
1: No wonder everybody got sick. You know, it could pollute your waterways. I say that though, being part. Of humanity, which is currently polluting its waterways with like lots and lots of plastic unnecessarily, so I guess I should shut my trap.
0: <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, there are different ways to pollute your waterways, yeah. and this is one of them. Dead bodies will do it. Yeah. They are going to float out to sea and become fish food. You, mm. yeah, I still feel like it's
1: bad. It's a bad idea.
0: So they. <laughs> it, it is a bad idea. Yeah. Um, and I think this tells us something about the level of desperation. So. First of all, they're taking them away on heaped carts, presumably for some sort of mass burning or yeah, mass grave. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it gets to the point where it seems like so many people are sick. Yeah, and they can't even do that. Yeah, they can't yeah. even do that. Yeah. And you know, having a person to run a cart, nobody wants to do that because they're like, I don't want to be anywhere near these bodies. I haven't caught it yet, but True. I certainly don't want to get it.
1: It sounds very London circa sixteen
0: sixty. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like it's going to end up being families who are really desperate to dispose of bodies. Yeah. Um, eventually, just carrying their relatives and putting them in through the river because there doesn't seem to be a better solution that to this. sad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. So it begins uh, right near the start of the consular year. Mm-hmm. And a quarter of the senators are lost. Whoa. So that's one way to win the battle of <laughs> the orders. <laughs> maybe this is really what's happening
1: here. Maybe the Aqueans didn't just leave. Maybe they deliberately left behind a little something. A little gift. A ticking time bomb. An evil plan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's totally made up I, don't and, know, I did that. <laughs> on the other hand I feel like this is uh, the ripest time uh, for the tribunes to strike if ever they were to ask for re-land allotment oh okay hang on a second
1: whoa. whoa 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 before we even get to the tribunes I can't believe you're talking about this because I have got the Aequians and the Volscians joining forces again and the Henicians appearing again do you have this? Oh, yeah. I okay, mean, the stuff okay. about
0: land allotment is just me speculating that it would be a good time for oh, okay. evolution. Gotcha. Yeah, sorry. That yeah. was a asterisk, me giving my opinion on the historical material. Gotcha. Not yeah, no, you're right. It would be. But,
1: you know, I feel like the problem is... They're all sick. Everybody's dead. Everybody's sick.
0: Everybody's rolling you around, be, being like, "Ah." Well, ah. I mean, let's face
1: it. If you weren't sick, you would have known people who were sick. I feel like in this time period, and so you would have just been busy with other stuff.
0: It seems like fear has definitely set in, and the Aquians and Volscians start to think that this is a great opportunity.
1: Yeah, well, of course it is. <laughs> of course, like bravo, Aquians and Volscians. Like no problems with your strategy. It's time
0: to overthrow this Roman supremacy.
1: Yeah, and basically the Romans can't help. Like they're just like, sorry, dude. In case you haven't noticed. Kind of being uh, punished by the gods for something, and we're not really sure what. Uh, and so the Venetians really have to ally with the Latins. Um, oh, really? Well, I mean, you know, like not like they haven't fought together before, obviously, beside Rome. But yeah, they have to be like, dude, <laughs> you're going to
0: have to like look after yourself, because we are busy. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah. I, yeah, I think we're heading in the same direction. Yeah. So... Dionysius has the Aquians and the Volscians Conclude a formal treaty with each other oh, okay. Before they were just yeah, cooperating yeah, yeah. Out of <laughs> mutual interest Yes. No longer this alliance. It is an alliance. <laughs> Huzzah. We are officially friends. <laughs> it's no longer complicated. We've updated our Facebook status <laughs> and we're really happy. As you can see, things are going really well for us right now.
1: Yeah, we're just gonna like rub this in the face of the romance.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um and they decide as their first endeavour, as fast friends, to attack <laughs> the Latin territory. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And the Latin and the Huns are like, oh no! And they run towards Rome, which turns out to be a terrible idea because that's where the <laughs> pestilence is.
1: Yeah, I mean, like the Romans are like, look, if things turn around for us, obviously we will, you know, reconsider. But at the moment, we are sick.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. look! I want to give you the full Dionysius okay, experience. Give here. me, give it to me. All and right, kick back. So the envoys from from the Latin people and the Numidian people, come to the city and they beg the assistance of the consuls. As it happens, they arrive on the very day that Lucius Abutius dies.
1: <gasps> oh, that's bad. That yeah. is bad.
0: Yeah. And Publius Sevilius is at the point of death. Okay, okay. also bad. Yeah. Okay, so... You don't understand th- why the Romans aren't in the mood <laughs> to <just> change. <laughs> oh, but wait. Yeah. Though he could barely breathe, he convened the Senate. Aww, uh, my guy. <laughs> of whom the larger part were brought in half dead in litters oh my god now that's commitment to your job he's like I yeah. see that our friends need help I convene I convene the senate <laughs> and the senators are like Somebody hoist me onto my litter. I can't walk and I'm nearly dead and I smell bad. Way to go, guys. But I need to to go to the Senate House. I need to go to the meeting. Everyone's like, you're crazy. Don't go to the meeting. I have to. I'm a senator. (laughs) (laughs) That's what
1: I do. It's not a paid position, but it's the honor. You've got to understand.
0: So they deliberate um, on the point of death though they are yeah um, and they eventually come to what is a resolution of no surprise, which is that the envoys need to talk to their countrymen the Latins and the Hautians that the Senate gives them permission to repulse the enemy using their <laughs> own courage and forces. <laughs> Do they need permission to do that? As the allies, they're not allowed to raise armies on their own. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And yeah. so they have to do it. They've given their grace. Please yeah. go raise your own armies. Yep. It's okay. Yeah. Um, hopefully the consul will recover. We've got one left. <laughs> and the army will be able to meet you at some later point in the conflict. <laughs> we'll catch up with you guys. <laughs> later days go now
1: yeah <coughs> later days
0: <laughs> see, you, see you later <coughs> um, wow this is all this is really depressing <laughs> <laughs> uh, so on that news the envoys go back to the latins and the Venusians, yeah and, and I it... picture
1: George Michael in Arrested Development like dragging his head
0: and his feet you know the sad music playing yeah, it's very sad it's very sad yeah and Essentially, the Latins and Hanusians have been connected to the Romans for so long, it's almost like they don't know what to do anymore. Yeah, I can understand. they're feeling a little lost. Yeah. So they basically just take everything that they can out of their countryside and trundle back into their cities to bunker it out. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> um, that's the Latins. The Hennussians, on the other hand, they, they decide that uh, they can't bear seeing their land being destroyed, and they do march out Right. eventually. And they fight really well, yep. but it doesn't go so well. And they lose a lot of their men, yep. and then they go back to their city. They're okay. like, I can't handle it. We yep. can't do it. Yeah, yep, yep. No more engagement, please.
1: Well, uh, the Volskins and the Equins seem to you know, kick it up a notch for me, because they don't just hang out in the territory of the Hanishi. They start to go into Roman territory itself, yeah, and this is bad because, of course, I guess you haven't noticed, listeners. The Romans have been, you know, fighting for a while now, and they, they, like, their areas are already pretty desolated without, you know, without having this additional burden on top of that.
0: So we've got this situation where, um, as far as Dionysus is concerned, I mean, perhaps Tusculum is part of this Roman territory at this point. So we've got this idea that the Aequi and the Volscians have gone into the Hennussians territory but not only that they've started to creep closer into Rome as well. Yeah yeah. So Tusculum and Gabii. So Tusculum is sort of southeast. Yes that's where I got as well. And Gabii is directly east right okay so they're getting closer and closer yeah and once they've passed through that territory nobody opposes them right um they then advance upon rome oh dear things are bad and of course both the consuls are dead by this stage in my account what about you uh yes yeah Um, i mean this detail sort of creeps in just as the uh they're getting towards the walls of the city. Yeah. I mean the Romans are running
1: like super short of men here. It's looking It's really pretty bad. grim. Oh my god.
0: Okay. <laughs> how are they going to escape? I feel like we can't finish on this point. We certainly can't. No, no. Yes. And there's definitely more. So I mean Dionysius does talk about how the city has some natural defences to it. Okay. And yes. this is something that's never been mentioned about Rome before. But it is true. Yes. One side is a river True, uh, true, true, and yeah. that river at this point in time only has one bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. This is the Pons Sublicius. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's near the Forum Boarium, mm-hmm. and it's made of wood, and so it can be pulled up at times of war. Nice. So it's it's the only bridge that they have at this stage, and it's not stone. So and the idea is that it's made of um pile, uh, javelins, essentially. Right. Um, is so, that a message? Don't cross it. No, like, like it's like it, it comes from yeah. this idea of like pointed yeah, sticks yeah, no, being no. dug into. I, do, I kid, I kid. Oh, oh I took you seriously. <laughs> I hang my head in humiliation. No, no, no. um, I just got very excited about like. I was like it? It's I'm, Latin, I'm, I'm guys. interested that this is
1: what this is the the way that Dionysius goes because Livy goes
0: a bit more existential. But I'll let you finish. Okay, so yeah, yeah so Dionysius goes for the pragmatics. Yeah, and this is that. Um, although Servilius has recently died and the manpower is obviously low and everyone's quite ill, yes, not every part of the wall or exterior of the city is needs to be man. defended. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So they can concentrate their forces. So... Um, he does mention that the circuit of the city is the same extent as that of Athens, right. um, that's for the Greek readers amongst you yeah, well. um, That's the that's <laughs> comparison, although Athens is by far the biggest city at this point in time, sure. in terms yeah. of land area um, So, And it's also got hills, we, we know about the seven famous hills, there are more than seven um, But there are seven famous ones <laughs> Seven famous ones, and some of those have sheer cliffs So they don't necessarily need much defence either. Fortified by nature herself. That's true. um, true. As it seems. And so this means that it's only on the sort of the eastern edge towards the Colleen Gate, um, which incidentally is also near the Esquiline Hill, which is incidentally also where Vestal Virgins are buried. Fun fact. (laughs) um, Needs to be strengthened with forces at this point in time, according to Dionysius. And it's there that they have actually done more defensive work in the lead up to oh, these kinds of things. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean Is this it, like a legacy
1: of like posthumous or is in or you just do they have been doing civics? Yeah. yeah,
0: like it hasn't been there hasn't been any historical detail given about when this defensive right, work yeah, was yeah, done, yeah. but presumably yeah. it's been there for a while because okay. the ditch is more than a hundred feet In breadth. Whoa. Yeah. And this is Roman feet, which is equivalent to almost anything because nobody can decide. 30 feet deep, which sounds big. So let's say it is. And against that ditch on the defensive side, there is a wall with an earthen rampart that is quite high and broad, so that it doesn't matter how much you try to put a siege engine against it, you don't ever sort of break through. It's just a solid piece of ground yeah. uh, as your wall. Um, and, th- and he takes this point this point in time to also take a bit of a detour from his narrative right, um, to just make sure that the reader understands that we're in a different period of history from the period in which everybody understands siege engines to come from. So by the time that Dionysius is writing in like the late 1st century BC, there's been some real innovations okay. in how you engage in a siege with the city.
1: Of course, yeah. yeah. And yeah.
0: so he talks about um, this really famous piece of siege machinery, the Heliopolis. Um, The Taker of Cities, which is this multi-story, nine-level, 200-manned piece of horror that comes at you. And at the different levels, people can fire different types of things at you. Yeah, Um, It's sounds deadly. (laughs) it's, It's horrific. And it's invented according to the stories, in 306 BCE right. by some Greeks. Okay. And so this is the kind of thing that readers are expecting right. when you talk about a siege. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but it's not what is he's yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he notes that this is anachronistic and these are not the kind of things that you should be thinking about. They're coming up to this type of defensive structure yes, yes. with far lesser siege devices than this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this essentially means that the Romans don't have to do too much to stop the enemy getting in, which is lucky mm. because they're all sick.
1: Yeah, okay, this is, this is quite a different interpretation to the one that Livy provides me, which, as I say, is a bit more spiritual. <laughs> so basically, um, he, I love the way he paints the picture, so I am going to quote directly. In this helpless plight, without a leader and without strength, the Commonwealth was saved, basically by the gods and and the city's own good fortune. Wow. Yeah, I know. He basically, he basically seems to be attributing it to the gods intervening. That once the Volscian Aquarians are getting close, getting closer, getting too close, that they are struck with this feeling that you know what, like why are we why are we bothering with all of this? I mean, look, you know, it's just like desolate fields and the bodies of animals that have died and people that have died. I mean, it's a mess. This place is a mess. Why do we want it? You know what? We don't. And they're like, you know what? We should just turn around and go to somewhere that's doing well for itself and where, you know, it's much richer. This place has clearly had it. And so they decide that they would rather go and, you know, be in Tusculum than go ahead and, like, take the city of Rome, essentially. Um... And then what, when all this is sort of happening, the Hernishi and the Latins come to Rome's aid. And so they're like, don't worry, Rome. We know that you couldn't be there for us, but we'll be there for you. Um, it's not just because they feel sorry for the Romans, but apparently because obviously like a sense, it's also like their sense of duty, you know, that if they didn't do this, that they would somehow, you know, not be honouring their agreement with Rome. And so they come out and they start, you know, fighting with the enemies. And it's not like a... It's not like an out-and-out out success or anything, but it's still, I think, like a bit of a morale boost, and it means that the Volskians and the Aquians have like even more reason to just, you know, bugger off and leave things alone. Because of course, in Rome itself, the disease is still raging. And I'm sorry, I misspoke before. Servilius so is actually still alive, but now he's dead, <laughs> and not just him. Obviously, like lots of other famous people, like famous senators and that sort of thing, are being killed. Um, And so the Senate really can't do anything but ask the people to appeal to the gods, you know, keep praying basically, keep praying hard is all we can think of. And so people are just crowding the temples and begging them to end the plague because things are just looking so dire.
0: (laughs) Wow, that's it's like an existential crisis with a godly intervention.
1: Yeah, and it's basically this, that like gradually, gradually, Livy says, you know, you know, who really knows, but gradually the disease starts to run its course, people start to get healthier, and people are now thinking about, you know, what's Rome going to be up to now? Because things have been pretty bad lately.
0: <laughs> and so, yeah, that's kind of where, I, where mm, I go. So there you go, listeners. You've got the the spiritual existential narrative of Livy,
1: and yeah, you have well, the I pragmatics
0: mean, of Dionysius. Yeah,
1: I mean, the and the and the Latins, I mean... They they end up sort of going off and meeting. They, they don't. They, it's, it's kind of a bit like what we've been talking about before. The bloody Aquians. They they go off to meet them in one place. Can't really find them, and they end up meeting them. Um, uh, they end up meeting them more in the I think the Tusculan Valley. So, okay, you
0: know, yeah. it's a, it's an interesting situation because it seems like by all rights, like Rome should fall at this point. Um, right, I know. Just, not... It
1: seems this seems honestly like. Like almost as dire as everything. Yeah,
0: this is pretty bad. And the way that this pestilence is described, there doesn't appear they just have to wait it out. Nobody has enough sort of medical nouns at this point to be able to solve this. Um, It's clearly affecting different species as well. How it's being transferred is not at all clear. But it must be through the air, presumably. Um, It's pretty bad, and that and yet nothing happens. Yeah. And. I wonder where a narrative like this comes from, and what really Romans take away from something like this, a narrative about their own history where they're at the brink, but somehow they've been saved by the gods and thus reaffirming their specialness, perhaps. But Dionysius certainly doesn't offer them that as an alternative.
1: No, that's the thing. I agree. It's like it is like the disease itself isn't going away. The gods aren't helping them with that. Mm. But yet, Livy sees the gods helping them in the Volscians and the Aquians, seemingly not taking a really clear shot.
0: <laughs> and I suppose part of this, if we're thinking pragmatically, uh, one of the reasons why you might not want to go into Rome it's right now is be. because you yeah. don't want the best. Well, that's life. what
1: that's what see that's the thing that's what I was thinking. I'm like, okay, so they're getting closer to the city itself, and they're seeing dead bodies and devastation and. That to me is the reason why you turn around. Yeah, and so I think Livy is trying to just put as positive
0: a spin <laughs> on
1: this as possible.
0: <laughs> Quite um, possibly, because well, i like, I feel like once you get to the putrid flesh of rotting carcasses that clearly nobody's been able to eat, and you wouldn't want to eat because of whatever has happened. Yeah, um, exactly. You're kind so, of yeah, like, you know what? Maybe, I, maybe something's up I, there. I, I
1: kind of feel like, yeah, they basically got close enough and then went you know
0: <laughs> yeah. it's not looking
1: as attractive uh, <laughs> right now maybe we'll just you know we'll we'll pencil this in you when... know i
0: think i'll have a staycation guys yeah exactly uh, yeah i said i'd come to rome but uh but the thing
1: i find really
0: interesting
1: and this is something we might not go into huge amounts of detail like now but once both consoles are dead Livy seems fairly clear to me that they start using interregna again. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: This is a point on which we agree. Yeah, there seems to be at least one interrex, if not two. Definitely. Um, yeah. the, they get chosen for like a total of five days or something. Their job is very uh, clear and straight and narrow. They basically have to set up an election and get it sorted. Yeah. And if they can't do it in the short, limited time frame, it goes to somebody else. And it's just a rotational thing until they get this sorted out because essentially they must have consoles. Yeah, and, and they must like, have the matches. I just find it really
1: interesting because I don't think this has ever happened in the republic.
0: I think it has a couple of has times. Okay. I feel like I feel like I was like, "Whoa, Interregna." What, what? <laughs> this is a blast from the past. Yeah, well, it
1: seems like a really long time. And
0: also, That's why are we still calling them the
1: Interrex? Oh, yeah. I, maybe it's just the term <laughs> is throwing me, but yeah, it seems weird. Like, I can't remember the time that both consuls have been, like, so incapacitated in the sense that we've had people being out of the city, like, both consuls being out of the city, but then it's, like, the prefect of the city or something is taking over or yeah, yeah. something like that. So it's, I just think it must be a sign that things are obviously, like,
0: truly, things truly bad. Things are yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. And it seems like things take a year-long cycle, because this is where I think the narrative gets particularly weird, because as you've mentioned, it's like the pestilence only goes for a year, yeah, and then it's kind of done. And as soon as we have these new consoles, (laughs) uh, yeah. (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's terrible, but also narratively wise, this is why... As historians, you have lots of questions about this period in history because everything is a bit too neat and tidy. True, true. So you have the turnaround of the year, you have some new consuls, and as soon as there's some new consuls, the pestilence seems to subside. Mm. So you you call foul on the neatness of this. Because, yeah, (laughs) Livy gives me the impression, although he
1: doesn't always give me names, um, that some of the interregna they'd had in that time um, were... Uh, like they must have died. It, it, he gives me. It, it just sounds like they died, you know, while they were serving the office of the plague as it was running
0: its course. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like things were. <laughs> so the whole thing, the whole thing be, is a situation where it doesn't matter who's in charge. No. You're in charge, flesh rabbits. Yeah. Um, as long as they keep dying, they can't really progress. Well, it kind
1: of feels like that. Yeah.
0: I, but it's finally Publius Valerius Publicola.
1: Hello, that name sounds familiar. Um, who seems to organise an election of consulships who are going to have a bit more staying power. <laughs> Phew. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So maybe it's the case that this goes for far longer than a year and we don't know about it, but well, also that the yeah. consoles are listed as naming a year, which is weird. So, how do you navigate that as well? It's hard
1: to say. I mean, look, it, it could very well have just lasted for a year, but just the fact that there have been several interregna that have died in office. And the only reason why they're in that office is because the two consoles have died. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It it does seem a little neat that it lasts, you know, exactly a year. Or at least that's the impression that it's given, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well, should we
0: pause there? I think that's probably, yes, before we dive back into the politics, this is probably a good point to end. Okay. Well, Dr. Chi, I hate to say it because
1: I feel like this is going to be really bad, but it's time for The Virtual Pick. (laughs)
0: Thank you. Thank you, Eagle. Oh, sweet Eagle. How does he know when to arrive? Uh, He's just (laughs) well-trained. Those Romans. All okay, right. well, this is going to be grim, listeners. I, 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 I,
1: the only thing I can say is that the next episode won't be as bad. Because, you know, how could it be?
0: <laughs> well, really, I mean, yeah. and if the last episode was bad, just you wait. Yeah, okay, so what's our first category, Dr. G?
1: Military clout. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> nope, nope. Not good at all. Got a lot going on there. Nope, so that's, that's a a sweet sweet a nothing. zero.
0: All right, Diplomacy.
1: Well, okay. I mean, I guess they do talk to their allies in a nice way. Maybe we could give them, like, a one.
0: Yeah they, yeah, they do convene the Senate on their deathbeds. Yeah, and, or maybe they'd
1: a bit more than that. Uh,
0: yeah. uh, I wish I could help you.
1: but cut the back lung. <laughs> but you have to help yourself. Should we say, like, a two?
0: Yeah, I feel, actually, I, I'm pretty, I'd like to bump that score up a little bit. Because okay. I feel like, actually, I mean, for all that the aristocracy, this patrician Senate is... Terrible, Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have gotten off their deathbeds for a
1: meeting. This is true. In order to help their allies. And I'm
0: like, guys. But they do have to turn them
1: away. It's a real
0: commitment to form. Yeah.
1: Okay. So like a five? Maybe a
0: three. three. (laughs) I'm not going that
1: high. (laughs) Jesus
0: Christ. (laughs) All that arguing for one extra. Uh, You know what? Let's
1: make it a four. Let's just make it a four because it's going to be bad otherwise. Okay. Okay, okay
0: expansion definitely not (laughs) if
1: anything it's going the other way yeah okay so that's nothing weirdest okay well I guess the senator thing again can kind of you know carrying on
0: keeping calm and
1: carrying on
0: in the face of struggle we will fight them on the beaches well and obviously I
1: mean with the whole interregna thing they're obviously trying to keep the system alive
0: yeah, but is it really dignified to throw bodies into the Tiber? Well, no.
1: I'm, I feel like they just something, like maybe like a one.
0: <laughs> a one, okay. So we're up right. to like a five. <laughs> okay. Citizen score. Yeah, this is bad. That's this is zero really bad. As well, I think. yeah. It doesn't matter
1: who you are, to be honest. Patricians, plebeians, Who the hell cares? It's bad, bad, bad. <laughs> Guess what? You're dead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. So that gives us a total of five golden eagles. Oh. Oh, I feel like this is one of those points where oh Rome boy. really could have just faded into nothing. <laughs> but don't worry, listeners, it picks itself up It
0: right dusts the... itself right off. <laughs> <laughs> but we're at this great fork in the road where it's like, what could have been the Aquian and Volskian Empire of Italy? Yeah, this is where you really see that happening. <laughs> it's kind of scary. <laughs> That's the moment. Ooh, well, I can't wait
1: to get back to a year with like, you know, consuls that do stuff, not just fall sick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's bound to happen.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I feel uh, thoroughly depressed, and I'm going to have some ice cream. Can I mm-hmm. join me, Dr. G? I would love to. See you later, listeners. <laughs>